My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob and Zip. With the resurgence in coronavirus, the economy may shut down again. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think America, and I don't even mean this politically, I mean America has accepted the fact that it's every man for himself and we don't like having an economy shut down. That's true. I'll give you that. I just think if they overload the hospitals, which they appear to be, and again, you have to check your news sources, but it appears they're heading that way of overwhelming the front line. That could, don't you think that could result in a stay at home? Maybe Um, not a mandatory stay at home. Yeah. So here's, it's really interesting what's going on now. Because a certain demographic, let's call them the Yahoo demographic, has decided, oh, this doesn't really present a massive, huge danger to me. It's just my grandpa and grandma and a friend I have in his 50s who has a heart condition. Those people. So uh, a lot of the cases now are with younger people and the death rate has not risen as fast as they expected it to. Caveat, it could because it can sometimes lag by three to four weeks from when people get infected. So maybe what I'm saying isn't, as a theory, is not going to pan out. But the theory I have is because it's much more young people, the death rate's going to go down. That's going to be spun by the news as it doesn't kill you as bad as we thought, just old people. And then us old people are going to be warned that we're second-class citizens, which we sort of kind of knew if we were trying to change careers or get a new job. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, if I, this is perhaps a terrible analogy, but I'll say it anyway. Okay. Um, back in the days of sexually transmitted diseases, when we were young pups, and that's the last time we were scared of catching something. I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> now wait, wait, let me finish here. Uh, Ed is just you joining know, us. Probably. And I remember people saying, you know, man, you know, I'm riding bareback. The yeah. hell with that. Yeah. I'm not going to get me. So, you know, would you explain so, what bareback is for people who is there anyone who doesn't know what bareback is? Having uh, un- if, when you don't wear no uh, platex or latex, that's a bareback. <laughs> yeah. It ain't no, a horse. No, no condom, basically. Yeah. Yes. There is a Trojan and, involved, but it ain't a horse, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe it wasn't with well, the AIDS epidemic. Correct me if I'm wrong. That was a everybody was pretty scared about that. I would say more so than wearing a mask. Wouldn't you? Huh? It seems like we were more concerned. Well, you didn't put especially the mask when Magic Johnson. Remember, you know that whole deal. Yeah, what a name! Would you say it? <laughs> I'm just saying the moniker fit. Yeah. I mean, I'm just oh, oh, Magic Johnson. Yeah. So, uh, well, let, let's talk about AIDS for a second because it's relevant. Because uh, Fauci, and that's not a cue for me to have you try and talk like Fauci again. Okay, good, good, Captain Jack. The funny thing. Thanks for the warning. Yeah, every single time I say Fauci, you could play the drop in though. Yeah, I, I suppose I could. I think that is doable. So uh, Fauci was uh, on the front lines of AIDS, and as I recall, the AIDS epidemic. It was uh, simultaneously uh, several things going on. One, human rights for gay people, because many people thought that gay people were less than human and sinners and to be avoided. And here we had a crisis. And I remember, Zip, you and I at WAAF, 
I believe we did some AIDS awareness promotions, and we did, you know, we we throw our support in to loving people of all walks of life. Didn't we do that back then? I'm, it seems that we probably did, yeah. yes. We were public service-minded service to a degree. Yeah, very bold back then, though. It would have been, uh, but we were a rock station, and yeah. back then, Yahoo rockers were not Republicans. Uh-huh. Um, and Republicans <laughs> didn't stand for this kind of stuff anyway. It was all yeah. about, you know, taxes and big business and, and like... It was a different time. So uh, the AIDS epidemic, I have to say this, never frightened me. Well, you're a flaming heterosexual. Why would it? Well, uh, there's two reasons. I think heterosexuals did have to be worried, but I was Initially. a friendless uh, heterosexual. <laughs> <laughs> We're picking up yeah. what he's saying. <laughs> Zip, I don't know what you're I'm, I'm trying to um, well, first off, and I had gotten married, so, uh, you know, I was going to uh, just be having sex with one person uh, for <laughs> the Jay. rest of my days. <laughs> um, I mean, joyously. <laughs> Exuberantly, I'm sure. <laughs> Exuberantly. <laughs> wow. To this day. Did, did he say joyously or joylessly? Oh, <laughs> joyously. So, okay. so, in other words, I wasn't, uh, like... I, I and you weren't married, so this may have affected. You may have lived in a whole different experience than me. You were dating different women, and oh, trust me, you were a pretty good-looking zip. You were quite the ladies' man, but you were typically a one-woman man at a time, right? Do you, now you didn't have any moments of like thinking back. Well, let me see. Let's see. Well, there was that one night. I don't really recall where I was the next morning. <laughs> that kind of thing. You don't didn't have any of those. I don't think AIDS was a big. I, I got to look at when AIDS came out. I don't think I was aware of it until after I was already married. Uh, and so, well, it, 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 okay, let me ask you I this. I only Did wore it a condom your... for one reason. <laughs> because two kids was enough. Enough already. Oh. Yeah. And then <laughs> okay. as quickly as I could, I went and I got snipped. Uh, which was, that was a joyous day wow. too. You know, that's Did a, they that's use an elastic in that process by any chance? I'm just curious. In which process? <laughs> the uh, snip. Oh. yeah. Do they use a what? An elastic. I'm no. just wondering whether you, whether you went to an MD or you, you went to an animal doctor. Because I know how you're thrifty. I mean, the yeah, yeah, we're pretty thrifty, but no. <laughs> I'm just saying. Those guys are a lot cheaper. Yeah, we don't take doggy Xanax, okay, if that's what good. you're asking. <laughs> okay. There's, there was a show, by the way, uh, but we're, I'm binge watching, <laughs> and the pet is depressed and the father's actually really depressed because he lost his job and is keeping it from his family but his dog is picking up on him so he takes the dog to the vet <laughs> and the dog says this i mean the vet says this dog is really depressed you know sometimes they're depressed because of their owners how are you and he's like i'm fine i'm fine <laughs> and this is that show rami about the uh, muslim 20 something anyway his dad gets a prescription for doggy Xanax. <laughs> Cut to a scene where he's in the house with his, you know, with his wife and she's bitching at him and she's wondering what, why his paycheck is late and he gets up and he goes to the bathroom and he goes... <laughs> yeah. So I guess the dog downers are the same things. Anyway, so yeah, so I don't remember fear. Uh, Ed, did you have fear during the AIDS epidemic? Mm. I don't know if it was fear so much as caution. Okay. Uh, you know, there's three words that will save your ass, and that's wrap that rascal. All right. Yeah. And you mm. had to be a player, I guess, which is why I'm uh, completely unaware. A player. Oh, please. 
<laughs> a serial monogamist is what I mean. Yeah, and you're both that, actually. Well, it's, yeah, so it did change your outlook from that point on, correct? Mm-hmm. You oh, were yeah. much more aware of what was going on. I, I was, uh, yeah, a little more observant and just a tad more cautious. Not that it interfered with uh, spontaneity. I'm just saying you... Uh, but you, you always had like protection in, in yeah. your wallet. Yeah. yeah, there was a ring in the leather, as they yeah. say. What's in you your know, wallet? No. <laughs> That's a whole different term of asymptomatic. Like she looked pretty cute <laughs> yeah, and she well. was well put together. And <laughs> yeah. How could oh, she possibly got a be great <laughs> job? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I have thought of that, by the way. I have thought of the fact that what they used to say about AIDS is you're not just sleeping with this person. You're, sl- yeah. you're sleeping with everybody, everybody that she's slept with slept and with. everyone that they've slept with. And that is technically and biologically and medically true. And that's where we're at with a pandemic, too, because you're not just like like we have a very small social circle. We have our neighbors in their late 70s across the street. And we've decided we're all family. We'll sit down and we'll have dinner. And we have. But you don't sing. We are family. No, we don't. Yeah. No. Uh, But and then we have three or four friends um, that and that's it. We have a social circle of about five or six and we hope all of those people are careful enough and, uh, you know, hopefully stay safe. And Zip, that's not so much that they're tight-knit as they're remotely located. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> that's Although true. we have some really cool neighbors. Uh, Jelaine Maxwell uh, just uh, actually got called oh, into, right. into jail. Bradford, New Hampshire, yeah. which is like an unlike. Well, actually, that's not Wait, unlikely. Hold she up. I'm not well. up on this dope. Fill me in. What, okay. What's going on there? Uh, you know who Jelaine Maxwell was, of course. Um, is I, Not off the top. That's Jeffrey she, Epstein's um Oh, buffer. yeah, yeah. You're mispronounced. You're pronouncing differently than... Conspirator. Yeah. Her her name is spelled Gislaine, yeah, which is not G-Lane. how you pronounce it, because it would be awfully terrible if you had to say <laughs> it. And also prophetic. Yeah. Uh, so, she, yeah, she uh, there's drone shots over this house. I'd heard she was hiding out in New Hampshire. I didn't know that. And, yeah. Uh, and I don't know how they caught her or whether they've known she's there for a Oh, long they've, kept, they've, had, they've had eyes on her, yeah. Okay. And they were just building their case, probably. Yeah. If I was Ghislaine, <laughs> sorry, I can't stop now. <laughs> yeah, it's too late. Stop if I was her, I think I would have left the country. I, I was going to say, I would have left skin marks, man. I would have been on a tube so fast across the, the, the pond and out of, especially after the documentary hit the, hit the uh, cable services. Oh, do you think she binge watched it? You kidding me? She are you, she got the advanced copy on yeah. DVD in the mail. Probably. From her lawyer, likely. Because she had a lawyer already. Now, was had COVID kicked in then? When that's, well, yeah, yeah. She was already well, when he away, uh, Oh, yeah, this is a long time. This is like last summer, wasn't it? Yeah. But as far as getting out of the country. Oh, getting uh, out of the country. Well, like I said, if I was her, I would have been long gone. First off, oh, okay. we know from the authorities, she bought the house with cash. Mm. Mm. Dead giveaway there. Dead giveaway. I mean, her realtor was thrilled. Um, sure, they always are. But if she has that kind of cash... Why isn't she in Costa Rica? You know, but he had a lot of cash, too, but not as much as uh, when he, you know, by the time he had paid everybody out and done, done all his signed on the dotted line deals. So he, I think, what was the final tally? $750 million or was it $500 million? Is that what they said? Is it $500 million. Yeah. Mm, Something like million, that. Yeah. Yeah. But he, originally, he was a billionaire before that, so 
you know, he had drained his bank account. She probably had to do the same just to get around and yeah. defend herself. Anyway, do you think lawyers, to... you know, at five hundred dollars an hour, those lawyers who then turn around and <laughs> farm yeah. everything out to paralegals do not work cheaply. Yeah. Do you think they're going to uh, be able to make anything stick on her? Whew. What were the that charges? No, let, let that joke go. <laughs> <would you? laughs> I actually you. let it lie. I wasn't going to say anything, <laughs> and I didn't either. I yeah. inferred. <laughs> anyway, uh, the charges I believe are. I, co- think, I think. I believe she's a target to be made an example of. So yeah. anytime politics gets involved, we all know how that ends up. Not well. Maybe. Hmm. Let's see what the charges were. Procurement of a minor right. for... Uh, they, I mean, they were very which specific is, and very graphic. Which is... Though. Sex trafficking. They keep saying yeah. sex trafficking. Uh, there's a whole group of people uh, involved who don't want it said that way. They want no. it uh, said as child rape. They, well, yeah. Because that's what it was. But they're, they're going to water it down in every terminology they possibly can. They're going to strike deals that, that will do exactly that. Just dilute the hell out of it until it's almost uh, innocuously, in, not innocent, but benign. There was an article um, not that long ago, just uh, May 28th, so... That's a, a little over a month ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, the New York Post wrote, when will the feds arrest Jeffrey Epstein fixer, Jelaine Maxwell? She was totally the, the bag man and, and complicit. Nine months after Attorney General Barr warned that his co-conspirators should not rest easy, the pedophile's mm-hmm. alleged madam, Jelaine Maxwell, remains at large and is using a potential criminal investigation to thwart civil action against her. Oh, okay. So I guess they knew where she was. Hmm. That blows my mind. Hmm. How do we not know? He's a well, neighbor. <laughs> you especially. <laughs> Us not so much, Baba. You should have known. Should have known. Why aren't you driving in on those drone feeds and just kind of, you know. Yeah. Uh, that area is very nice. Lisa used to hang out there a lot. The Aerosmith, uh, uh, Stephen Tyler's area, family yeah. was there yeah. mm-hmm. at uh, Lake Sunapee, and Bradford is I've, just. I have summered on Lake Sunapee. Have you? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing. The the dirty secret. Well, not that dirty compared to Jelaine Maxwell, but the dirty secret. <laughs> Jelaine. <laughs> the dirty secret about um, the that area for vacationing yeah is it's very beautiful but summer is so freaking short short yeah it's cold mm-hmm. it's an eight, the lake is cold yeah it's an eight week summer yeah and the water in the lake never quite warms up no nope. it does to about four feet and then your feet yeah. you know once they go below that four feet forget it lisa and i were all excited a couple of years ago we had a uh, we got one of those things that uh, it, an auger that screws in to hold your umbrella in and we got some chairs, and we're like, we're going to the beach. <laughs> it's 45 minutes away, and we get there. The wind was so bad, it kept lifting the umbrella. I thought <laughs> right out of the auger. <laughs> a Ma- Mr. and Mrs. Mary Poppins together. <laughs> and then I finally I said, your Irish accent yeah, was better than his. I'm going in the water, and I jumped in the water, and it was like ice cubes. Yeah. So anyway, that's where uh, Jelaine Maxwell was, that area, Lake Sunapee wow. area. And it is, mm-hmm. it's like so small town, at least when I was there, which was in the It is small, yeah. Yeah. And if you're not well, there in the season, either the ski it. season or yeah. the summer, everything yeah. closes. A lot of well, wooden and boats. Br- Br- Bradford, Bradford's uh, much less traveled than Sunapee is. You know what I mean? It's not on the lake, so it's a little more yeah. Yeah. rural. 
Um, nice house from the air, yeah. anyway. Lisa was like, yeah. no, she's not taking care of the yard very well. There's a big pile <laughs> of wood over there. <laughs> she, and we know who the woods woman is, and you're in Europe. Yeah. Well, you know, Jelaine was always comfortable around wood. Why am I giving you a laugh for, for that? that? You shouldn't. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. <laughs> I can't control myself. There was another story about a woman in that neck of the woods that kept hiring caretakers to take care of her farm and the caretakers would sort of just disappear and then they found some uh shall i say uh, well ashes on the ground that these guys made a you know, you know a demise yeah but teeth don't burn guys that's all right then they caught her but yeah. uh and she was a little okay a little different up there yeah, yeah. There's no police so, presence 24/7. So, Zip, uh, off air oh, before we started, you told me you had a run-in with the FAA with your drone. Is that oh, right? oh, no, no uh, run-in with the FAA. Just a, a little bit more of a uh, iron hand. A DJI, which makes the drone I use yes. for photography, um, has geofencing now around all major airports that locks you out. So really. was this a software update that basically crippled your drone? No, it, it, it just, I was uh, so far from this airport, I didn't think there would be an issue, and I could not take off. It was locked out. And then oh, finally, wow. when I went back and looked at the map, it, it appears, I think after all those close calls and the yahoos flying the drones around the approaches on some airports, they've really uh, locked down. The other thing the FAA wants to do, and I think we talked about this, Bob, they want to make it incumbent upon every operator to be able to essentially send out a signal like a beacon, so yep. the FAA they knows know where, where every drone Everybody. is. Always, flying. yeah, and and you can't avoid that. It's going to happen. It makes sense. It's a transponder, and every transponder leads back to who the owner is of the drone, of course. But how do you make that feasible for just a, you know, Mr. Recreational Drone Guy who doesn't have, you know, you'd have to have Hold wireless on. access, Ed, correct? can you sing that song? Mr. Recreational <laughs> Drone Guy. <laughs> Here's to you, Mr. Recreational <laughs> Drone Guy. Originally, it was four props attached to your iPhone, but not these days of 6K resolution, no. <laughs> um, 6K resolution. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Jeez. to you. Um, yeah. So uh, the answer is, of course, everything that starts out unregulated, yeah. especially in this country, if there's a fee that can be collected and a license that can be given uh, out, oh, yeah. and you know, law enforcement can help solve crimes, there's no <laughs> privacy. Yeah. So, And when you're living in a high-rise or, or along Malibu, as I have friends, and you see them go by lazily just gazing into your living room, it does tend to uh, get your Irish up mm -hmm. because it's so unregulated that it they is, can do that. Yeah. And, you know, that's... It's, I think it's. I think this should be regulated, which is why I'm going to get mine quickly before that all becomes mandatory. <laughs> get the buyout yeah. deal, Bob. Although they can, they can retroactively go back, right? Zip? Yeah, so always. They all have firm. Yeah, I, I and I. They were. I think there were some other suggestions, some way of getting around the operator having to have their own way of connecting to the network. 
there was some other, and I can't recall what it was, but it, it wouldn't be incumbent upon you. As long as you had the transponder and you could be tracked, you weren't, it wasn't on you to, to lock into someone's network. Otherwise, That's kind of passive. I like that. that well, wait a minute. Better, I, you know. So a transponder is just transponder. It's just broadcasting a signal of who it is, right? A, a number. <laughs> Yeah, but they were talking about you needed a wireless access, as as I recall, or something. It, they hadn't worked it out, obviously, and it hasn't been worked But it's got you on edge because that's a part of your business. Well, it just made me look like a complete idiot. I said, these shots are going to be great. Just uh, wait a minute. Oh, you, know, you mean you were not, there with a the client fly. and, you, and oh. <laughs> you had right. failure to launch, failure to perform? No, and here's the weirdest <laughs> thing. Here, here's the weirdest thing. If I had been about seriously, maybe about 300 yards in a different direction, I would have been in the next quadrant, which and would have allowed down. me to. Yes. Okay. Well, know your airspace. Um, you know, I was, I guess you always are, but I, I'm a pilot, a private pilot with an instrument rating. And but not current. Not current and yes. certainly not. Uh, not someone you would want, except in case <laughs> of extreme emergency, <laughs> that you would want to try and land you right now. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's a lot to know. There's uh, everything about airspace. There's an airport near us, mm-hmm. and often a plane will fly like 300 feet over our house, and I'll look at Lisa and I'll go, they just broke the law. Yeah. It's supposed to be, I think, depending on the airspace, it's either 500 minimum or 1,000 feet. And they're not doing it above terrain. Hmm. Yeah, currently for the uh, the drone I use, there's a, f- well, actually for recreational flyers, it's 400 feet. Okay. Uh, now is that but question? interestingly enough, where I was today, uh, mm. a plane did c- come in on an approach. Mm. And you obviously should be locked out. I said, is, is this an approach pattern? Oh, yeah, they come over here pretty often. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Thanks for and you know. do not want to be that guy who's flying no. your plane and sees a flash in the sky and sees a plane come down. <laughs> and here's... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, quick, though, just, just because we are making a record of this for the feds. Uh-huh. If that happened, would you turn yourself in? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, but I definitely feds, would not. Of course, for the feds, I'd happily turn myself <laughs> in. Oh, it, it's your local yokel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if there were no witnesses and we hadn't asked you in, in a podcast, might be a different answer. Now, if if uh, former formerly employed helicopter pilots from Sikorsky training grounds had were to you know protest outside your home, would you fess up that you sold their jobs or not? Mm. You know that's interesting. Ah, that, no, it's interesting because I did have cross paths with somebody. This was when the drone thing was first happening, and he, yeah. you know, was the full blown guy, mm-hmm. giant yep. gimbal, full blown uh, cinema bubble. camera, hiring pilots. He had two or three different guys he hired all the time. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that would stick under his craw. <laughs> his hey, craw. Hey, exactly. What Zip would do is Zip and Genie would be out on their front lawn with water pistols, <laughs> their right to bear arms. Squirt yes. anybody who is protesting. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing in America, that Second Amendment. In Canada, we have the right to arm bears. <laughs> Gives them an even shot. It's a very right. fair society. Oh, back to uh, J- Jelaine Maxwell again. Yep. I was curious about how they found her and where she was living, and I found some more stuff. First off, she's not getting out on bail. They say she's an extreme flight, flight risk. risk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that house was a 156-acre property Good Lord. in Bradford, New Hampshire. She has more than $20 million in the bank. 
She had three passports. Three passports. Three. Yep. Uh, there was a 10-page detention memo filed today. And uh, she faces up to 35 years if she's convicted. Yeah. Has an extraordinary incentive to flee and has the means and the money to do so. Of course she does. But the English accent will get her off the hook. Come on. Yeah. What judge isn't going to be charmed by that? Mm. And then the question is, again, with this stuff, uh, they have a lot of evidence that they certainly want to make an example of her. So many of these cases, it's just so hard yeah, to especially prove. when when Dershowitz cuts a deal. Right, all the big lawyers are like, "What? Yeah. They got Jelaine? Yeah, that they want to make a name for themselves. Get her number. They're champing at the bit. <laughs> you say chomping, we Brits say champing, but that's what's going on. In 2016, she sold her house in New York uh-huh. for a cool 15 million in cash. Is, is that all? Mm-hmm. Wow. She had gone to great lengths to conceal her whereabouts. They knew she was in New England. She's been in hiding for about a year. She's moved locations at least twice. Switched her phone number, which is registered under the name GMAX, uh-huh. which really sounds for like a spot I was looking for for years and finally found. <laughs> <laughs> or a real estate company, yeah. one or the other. <laughs> uh, she's ordered uh, packages under a different name. So even Jeff Bezos, does, if Jeff Bezos doesn't know where you are, you don't exist. You are really in rear air. <laughs> Um, she yeah, mm. she bought that house, 156 acres, all cash, December yeah. 2009. I'm going to go on Redfin and find out how much she paid for it. <laughs> you can go on Google Earth and see what it was like before she bought it. Yeah, well, I'm sure the woodpile has always been there. <laughs> the wife will be upset. It's funny. My wife is like making fun of her landscaping. <laughs> they mm. are why their minds are wired differently from ours. You've oh, learned oh, yeah. that by now, yeah. right? Well, that okay. bitch, she didn't even clean up her yard. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, <laughs> she should have been mulching. <laughs> I wonder how old Jelaine is. Uh, she look. I don't know, but she's well, pretty well preserved. Yeah, she, However, <laughs> how nice of you. Sorry, to say. that's really, really not enlightened speak. But. Yeah, Max. Uh, let's see. Uh, Epstein was sixty six last year. Doesn't say. Oh, she's fifty eight. Wow. Yeah. Fifty eight plus thirty five. That'd be. She'd be ninety. Uh, Ninety three. Is that <laughs> yeah, what they true. say? She made the time she may do thirty five yeah, years. years. Oh wow. Easily. All right. Well, enough of that. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Okay, good. It's sad. That whole Jeffrey Epstein thing. Just I, I did. F- I had to take a shower after watching that. Yeah. And, and by the way, every time the story has made something big of it, they have to show a picture of President Trump and a or picture of Bill Clinton, Clinton within Clinton. 10 seconds of each other. Yeah. Oh no, right? That's Hillary, the only bipartisan way. Where the hell is my passport? They found Jelaine. <laughs> Bye. It's, it's interesting. In the, that uh, perp walk, if you will, on, in yeah. the media goes, it's, start, it's usually Clinton, Trump, uh, Prince Andrew. That's yes. usually the order I hear in, right. in the. Prince Andrew was relieved today yeah. that the evening news here uh, didn't show a picture of him. But uh, uh, you know, in Britain, probably. His mom is on him like paint. He's been basically defrocked, if you will. All right. He's brought shame on the royal family. What else is new? 
What else hey, is going uh, on? Related, related story to, to uh, kind of the drone thing and, and facial recognition and whatnot. I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day who said he knew somebody who traveled to Maine. And I don't know what the deal is with Maine's quarantine, if they relax that. I know the New England states have been relaxing the interstate travel. But he said something to the effect of that he knew somebody who went through the toll booths with the easy pass. Yeah. And got flagged as out of state. And somehow they... they Pulled him over? Ju- well, no. In going back o- over their easy pad um, records, they knew they hadn't quarantined for 14 days. And they slapped him with a... Pulled him over and slapped him with a fine. I think that's fine. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I mean, you, you, you don't move these days without leaving a record of breadcrumbs and cookies. Cookie crumbs. Of every place you've been, uh, those easy passes. Uh, anytime they put "easy" in the name, beware. <laughs> <laughs> Take you're a look at the terms of service. You're, you're giving up something in exchange for how easy it is. Uh, I know that it, you know. Every time I go to Boston, every time I go to Manchester, New Hampshire, and go on that highway, that there's a snapshot, and mostly you'd be pretty bored trying to figure out why but in the pandemic sure maine is by the way doing pretty well it's one of those uh states that doesn't have a lot of cases well here in massachusetts i think i mentioned to this uh, this to you bob before we started recording that massachusetts just entered phase three which um, allows, hang on just for a second. Let me just, uh, you can get married again. Once again, uh, you got to keep the parties small. And I think they allow up to a thousand people outdoors wow. if it's properly distanced. Depending on the prenup. So. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh man. So you say the liability and, and the yeah. net worth of the parties involved. So what do you think about that, uh, getting to phase two? Do you think the country's opening up too quick? What do you think? Big time. Uh, uh, here in Mass, I don't know. I, I think Charlie Baker's done a heck of a job in, in kind of doing it carefully and strictly going by data. You know, they count the, he's been really on top of that, the testing. So he's following uh, protocols to do yes, it. Yeah. Yes. Does that mean he's the type of guy that if, a whole bunch of cases start happening that he'll shut her back down? Oh, no, I don't think there's any question at all. He will. Phase three allows for weddings to resume, but bars, dance floor at celebrations remain off limits. Not good for musicians, unfortunately. Mm. Yet. Well, I, I tell Some you, I, um, I kind of can't, I, I kind of can't worry about what individual states or people do anymore because it's out of control. Yeah. And the only way for me to handle when stuff like that is out of control is to totally compartmentalize, make it about my world and my friends <laughs> and, you know, and live at the end of a dirt road. What else could I do? Literally. Yeah. yeah. And I, uh, and you guys, I, I think you know this, I think I told you a couple of days ago, uh, I have a dear friend who's fighting for his life right now. Mm. Chuck Opperman. Um, now, Zip, you've never met him and Ed, you haven't mm. either. He was a, a pilot in Seattle who was a Microsoft program manager hmm. and became friends with me when I was learning how to fly. He had a great airplane and he would take me up in it and he shared his plane with me. And then when I got my plane, 
uh, he was my safety pilot. Sure. Um, and he would go with me to keep me safe wherever I went. Um, when my plane was stolen, mm -hmm. there's a big backstory behind that, which I won't get into, but it's in a book. Mm. And here he is in Florida where he moved because that's where his ex-wife and his kid are. No one voluntarily moves to Florida for any other reason. <laughs> Especially now. <laughs> and um, hmm. because Florida was opening, and they didn't know how many cases were out there, hmm. he followed the rules. Uh, he, they had a full day, actually. In the morning, they went to a breakfast joint, but they had masks on. They only took off their masks to eat. Hmm. Then they went mattress shopping, where the people were pr proud of how they were giving them specially, you know, sanitized pillowcases, and they were trying out mattresses. And uh, then they went, in the, then they went shopping for ceiling fans because it, it, Zip will tell you, if you live in Florida, and you have to either eat or get a ceiling fan, you're likely to choose the ceiling fan. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're a pilot, because it yeah. reminds you to be careful when you're in the air. <laughs> but he's wearing a mask through all of this, and then they go to eat at Hooters at night, because that's oh, a, in Florida that classifies as a classy Fine joint. Dining. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, a sports bar of sorts. <laughs> a few days later, sports he comes bro, down with COVID-19. Oh, jeez. And... He was on our Bob Spike and Joe podcast last week, yeah. and he was, you know, he was upbeat. He was coughing a little bit. He was like, I'm in the hospital, but... Uh, How old? Uh, he's, I think, right around 60. Okay. Maybe late 50s. In the danger zone. Yeah. In the, enough in the danger zone. And, um, and what I've watched happen... And by the way, when we talked to him last week, he was so much fun. I was like... Maybe you can act a little sicker. Uh, <laughs> can you, know you know I mean? work with us? It's like anything for the like, bit. You try to tell people, if you're Steven Tyler, you try to tell people not do drugs. And you go, well, you look happy to me. I should do drugs. And so, but then right after we talked to him, next day, double pneumonia. Ooh. Day after that, you know, um, into the ICU. Oh, jeez. And now yeah. he's getting those plasma... Uh, Blood transfusions with sure. COVID nineteen um, antibodies. antibodies. Mm -hmm. He's on uh, what is that called? Rev Resdenivir or whatever that's called. And they're saying, well, if it gets worse, you know, we might have to put you on a ventilator. Oh boy! And there you yeah. go. Do they have the ventilators? Uh, where he's at, it, they're near capacity, but he feels good about that. Okay. Uh, but okay. I haven't heard from him for a couple of days now. It's his um, girlfriend and ex-wife that are posting because he can't, you know, he can't no. speak now. So, no. but this, that, that just hits me so hard because Florida it's was cool. one of the last to close and one of the first to open. Yep. And a lot of people who are rule followers, if you send them the signal that it's going to magically disappear... Or that it's okay to go mattress shopping and hit Hooters right afterwards. Mm. Most people who follow the rules are going to go, well, if, if, they, if they're letting me do it, if they reopen, it's got to be reasonably safe. I think another big part of that is a bright, sunny, beautiful day with, you know, palm trees wafting in the breeze. I think it just lulls you into a sense of, nah, not going to happen here. You know? Maybe. <sighs> I don't know. It, it's a false sense of security, though. 
I mean, oh, and no tragically doubt, so. And I hate to state the obvious, but that's precisely people get cabin fever and they're they're fatigued mm. from from following the rules. And it is it's it's the same way you get charity fatigue, you get rule fatigue, and you just uh, strike out because you're used to being your own dog to a large degree. Because we are mm. we do enjoy such freedom, and when it's impinged upon like that, I just think we have an innate sense uh, just a uh, we want to rebel against it and we there do were a lot but unfortunately a lot, it's self-serving there were a lot more graphic descriptions of the awful aspects of this thing when it yeah. initially broke yeah well, that's and there's, the media I, there's was still doing a it. few a day but yeah. they're not it's not lining up like they used to there well just remember the media stories. was told okay you need to whip everybody into a frenzy we're all going to freak out and the media is happy to do that because it gets oh, you yeah. you know more clicks and the spot clusters are all sold out if you know what i mean what do you mean? Mm. The islands of commercials are They're sold out right now. Business populated. is back. Oh my god! Yeah. Huh. I mean, having to fast forward through that stuff. <laughs> Sorry, huh. advertisers. Mm. <laughs> That's why. Let's you have move a cable to box. some uh, classic rock news here. There is a little bit of uh, a fun classic rock stuff to talk about. All right. Um, I'll start with uh, LSD. Mm -hmm. And a hookup, and how that helped Tom Petty write Even the Losers Get Lucky Sometimes. Wow. <laughs> the night Tom Petty, this is on uh, ultimateclassicrock.com, one of my favorite escapes for a website. Mm -hmm. The night Tom Petty dropped acid for the first time and finally connected with an old crush proved to be an inspiration for the song. Even the losers. Oh, that's that's great. Yeah, it wasn't a single back in 1979 on "Damn the Torpedoes," which was released only in Australia that way in July '80. But it's become a classic rock radio staple. The events detailed in the song took place a decade earlier, back in 1969, after a brief period when Petty's father had enrolled him in art school. Can you picture that? Can you do Petty's dad enrolling him in art school for me there, Ed? <laughs> Not on command. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm sitting here like Pavlov's dog, Look, dripping at the right, mouth. Let me try and do it, because I, I, I can imagine, because my dad you know, thought I was a loser and that I wouldn't get lucky. So my dad would basically have said, Look, you're not that great of a musician. You, you don't even sing. You sing all nasally. I don't know what makes you think you're going to be anything in music. You need to get a... Dylan guy you're listening to, he yeah. sucks. You need to do something. Now, your mother, she's an artist. I'm going to send you to... If you like art so much, we'll send you to art school. You could paint murals on the side of buildings. That's another loser profession, but at least, at least you go to school for it. Yeah. Oh. I bought you that paint-by-numbers kit back in 63 right. for Christmas. You never yeah. touched it. Yeah. By the way, at the time, the unspoken truth about enrolling into a higher education was that you would get a draft deferment yes. from the Vietnam War. Of course. Uh, Tom was not a great student, uh, but he didn't want to go to war, and he had a girlfriend, Jan Matthews, and he had met her at a, a gig with his band, and she was secret from his parents, so if he could stay home and keep seeing her, mm. that was what he would do. Anyway, uh, when he was sent to art school, he didn't go to a single class. Wow. Man after my own heart. 
Thanks for paying for education. <laughs> he hung out on the beach. Awesome. Uh, worked as a dishwasher and then worked at a funeral home. Wow. Um, Talk about your dad and jobs. Anyway, his girlfriend's dad caught them in bed. Oh, my God. So the jig was up there, and he had yeah. to go back to home in Gainesville, Florida. When he got back, he and his friend Mike Nixon went to a party, and they took LSD. Raise your hands, which we can do on a podcast because no one will see it. <laughs> if you also took LSD. My hand is up. Who else's hand is up? My hand is up. Did you not take it? I, my hand is up. Oh, okay. Uh, zip? Yes. Very few, very, very few times, though. Uh, very few. Couple, it, it didn't take many three. times for me to realize that this was probably not a good habit. No. Anyway, so, they, took, they took LSD and they were in the middle of a trip when Tom Petty spotted a girl named Cindy. Hmm. Cindy had rejected his advances. You have an ugly nose. Before he was Tom Petty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ask her today. Yeah. Uh, and, and actually, he had hit on her when he was in middle school. Mm -hmm. Can't imagine what Tom Petty would have looked like in middle school. Probably not the captain of the football team. No. Picture a mop <laughs> with long hair. On anyway, so he spotted Cindy, who had previously rejected him. And now Petty has long hair. And he's a musician. And Cindy kind of likes him. As the evening dwindles down, they find themselves smoking cigarettes on the roof and skipping rocks on the lake below an interstate overpass. Oh, uh -huh. nothing makes me horny like skipping rocks on the lake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I actually, that brought back a memory up here when I was working in Ludlow one time. And, uh -huh. and, and I met a girl and we were skipping rocks on a lake. And there's uh -huh. something about that. That's Did you get your rocks off the lake? Is what I'm um, uh, Reply hazy. You know, <laughs> been many years. It was a good that's, night. Let's just say yeah, that. Okay. Anyway, that's a, that's an old trick that Andy Griffith used to use on yeah. his yeah. his babes right. when he was trying to hook up. So uh, anyway, if you listen to the lyrics uh, of even the losers, you will recognize that this was that night. Uh, Petty's triumph was short lived. She let me know that it was just for that night. Hmm. And it scarred my brain all over again. Oh, no. I had oh, let I, myself believe I, yeah. that I was going to be with her. Anyway, I she would, said, you keep trying, Tom, but you and me isn't going to happen. I would have been so happy with the consolation prize. Uh, you know, it was fine. Yeah. And then right after that, he wrote Even the Losers. Years yeah. later, actually, he wrote it. You know, once you get to the promised land, it's, you know, after that, you can kind of plant the flag and then you can fly fly the rocket back to Earth, can't you? I... <laughs> stumped him. <laughs> Zip, I finally stumped him. The world's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. Just a big ego, and everywhere I go, people say that they adore me. They pay for just a chance to look at my tight pants. Ooh, it makes them horny. There will come a day when I'll get on the gray. Ooh, what will they say about me? When the end comes down, Lord, I've got a big ego. 
Take it, take it. 